0: For today, we wanted to talk about the lesson that we put out earlier this week about conflict resolution, conflict management, conflict mediation. There's so many different ways of basically saying the same thing, which is to resolve conflict, an issue, something contentious going on, right? Yeah,
1: it happens all the time. I mean, um, and this is again, I always enjoy focusing on skills that. Uh, permeate both work and life. Yes. Right? Uh, that sort of uh, transcend those those constraints because uh, it really uh, it really equips you in a way that, um, uh, that, that enables you to succeed sort of throughout the day right. as opposed to in one specific area. And it's, look, don't get me wrong, it's nice to focus on very specific skills sometimes and really hone in. Um, but these broader ones are great because I just feel like I'm getting... You know, two birds with one stone.
0: That's true, and we or like many to t- birds. Yeah, and we like to talk a lot about the work-life blend. Yeah, that how, like you said, it permeates all aspects of our lives, whether we're at the hairdresser, the coffee shop, the office, a business meeting, um, a toy store—I don't know—wherever <laughs> you might be. Right. I
1: hope there's no conflict in a toy store. Oh wow! I feel like that's conflict-free zone, but the reality is it's definitely not. Think Everywhere. about a kid. Yeah. Think oh, about a kid yeah. finding the toy. And the yeah. parent, not right. the kid, wants it to be conflict-free. The
0: kid wants the toy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, we have a couple of strategies that we handed out to you in our lesson, and we're gonna go over those and then some. But what is your take on sort of resolving conflict? I want to know your two cents here. Of course, it matters what kind of conflict and how extensive and how yeah. nebulous or um, you know distraught we are when we're involved in it but yeah. what sort of your
1: my, take? my yeah I mean one of the things that first came to mind for me is the manner or sort of what 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 you consider to be resolved right
0: oh that's interesting so understand
1: the definition of resolved
0: okay well, because that's
1: a one. because you know for me personally as I'm sure you're aware when I think of resolved, and i'm not saying this is a good thing in fact it probably is in fact i know it's not a good thing for me resolved is i got my point across mm-hmm. and and they now understand and um and support my my position right so basically winning the argument
0: okay or getting the last word or winning the argument okay, winning the argument great, right? right
1: and so i think that often is how we try to resolve conflict is by you know going full on full force and and sort of brute forcing that person's opinion to become your own uh, and, and once you've gotten them to see it your way, then you've resolved it. Right. And that's a very um, sort of self-gratifying approach if right. you do it, yeah. uh, but the reality is, in my experience, mm-hmm. it only serves to escalate the conflict because most often they're not going to see it your way. They may eventually give up, that doesn't mean that the conflict's been resolved. Yeah. It just means they gave up trying to you know, defend their position or got tired of having the argument. Right. But it's not a victory. And, and conflict resolution isn't about victory, yeah. right? I, I think um, it's too easy to think of it that way. But in reality, conflict resolution is about bringing a true end to the conflict. Yeah. And if you look at most conflicts in today's world, uh, there are compromises on both sides. Even I was going to say war, yeah. and you know, in war, sometimes yeah. there's an absolute winner. Uh, but even in war, when you really look at it in history, mm-hmm. um, there are a few real blowouts. Yeah. But for the most part, there there are terms, there are terms of surrender, um, and there is compromise on both sides. Yes.
0: So I think that's the big word, that that's really the magic word here compromise. Yeah. Right? Because you might not get it all your way, let's say you're the person on one end of the conflict and there's another person on the other end of the conflict, neither of you might get your, you know, perfect scenario outcome. But that's kind of the point because if one person does, then the other person doesn't and then that's going to leave one person flat out in the dust. Whereas you really want to come to um, an agreement of sorts and kind of negotiate that as best you can. So I think, active listening really plays a vital role in this because without active listening, you can't really understand the other person. And I think mm. alongside that is empathetic listening. So try to be empathetic and try to put yourself in that person's shoes um, to the extent that you can. It's it's difficult, but because we're talking about resolving conflict here, it's, it's essential. Um, so I think with active listening, we're really getting both sides and trying to have the other person be heard, yeah,
1: right? Yeah, which is so hard to do if you think about it. So hard. In, in, the, in the heat of a battle, ah. again, uh, I think conflict uh, lends itself well to, to wartime metaphors. Yeah. Um, but in the heat of the battle, <laughs> your blood's up and 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 yeah. your vision can literally be obscured.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, I,
1: I've sure. been angry at times uh, where... I, I honestly don't even remember what I see. It's just my head is overwhelmed with this one sense of injustice or.
0: Right. It's like this fury and you almost don't, you're not yourself.
1: Yeah. And the last thing you feel like doing is listening to the other person. Because again, uh, and I'm speaking for myself, but I think a lot of people experience this.
0: Well, we're relating, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: You're so focused on getting your point across with this. It's false impression that if you can just get it across the right way, they're going to see it and everything will be solved. Yeah, exactly. And it's just not how it works. It's not how it works. You have to listen, like you're saying. You have to listen. Uh, and so maybe, maybe we can talk a little bit about how, how to create the space to listen. Yes. Because I think that's the challenge. I, I, I think no one's in disagreement that listening is in a crucial way mm-hmm. to, to, um, to, to help sort of get at a, at a middle ground. Mm-hmm. But in the heat of the moment, you know. How do you do that? How do you do that?
0: I think the best thing, if you really are, uh, you know, if you're seeing red, so to speak, the best thing I think is to take a timeout, right? So call a timeout for yourself mm. and just remove yourself from the situation. Because let this, let the tension, you know, diffuse before you can jump in. Um, if you're able to compartmentalize, then okay, maybe you do have that discussion. And you can separate your anger, your worry, your anxiety, your fear from what's going on in that situation and try to listen. But I think for most people, it's better to remove yourself from the situation, take some space, maybe, you know, play some, maybe have a a playlist, uh, a, a you know, mood booster playlist that you just listen to and jam out on. And, you know, it immediately puts you at ease. Um, maybe have something like that. Maybe journal, maybe go out for a walk. I mean, of course, it depends on where you are.
1: Right, and right? if you can take that time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're at the office, there's, Maybe go and get some coffee or Mm, uh, chat with someone who, not about this, obviously, because you want to bring that to the attention of the person you're involved in this conflict, uh, with whom you're involved in the conflict. But, you know, maybe talk to someone to just boost your spirit a little bit before you dive in and chat with the person.
1: Well, that's interesting. So, right, so basically I'm trying to to focus specifically on a situation where I'm in the meeting room with someone else, And there's no escape. And
0: you're sparring. I don't
1: have my headphones to pop on. I don't have the water cooler to go walk to. Uh, I don't have the the, the force to go bathe in. You know, this is head to head. What do I do? Yeah. And you actually got at something that I think is very um, astute.
0: Yeah.
1: Before.
0: Let's hear it. <laughs> Before going in. Uh, okay.
1: Anticipate points uh, of conflict. Yes. Right anticipate that uh, there may be uh, areas of friction mm. uh, and and with whom those you might have the, that friction if it's a group setting, but otherwise if it's just that one person, knowing that there may very well be some friction and preparing for that, right? Yeah. Preparing the counter argument, understanding their position ahead of time, mm-hmm. I think will help, um, Not forget about winning the argument, it'll help at least understand why they don't necessarily see it your way. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's part that's of it.
0: That's really good.
1: Um, and then the other part of it is, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before, it's about being mindful. Yeah. So once you feel um, your blood rising, yeah. uh, being aware of that alone is a huge step. Definitely. Because if you can catch it early enough, you can, you can sort of um, snuff it out. Yeah. If, if it gets to a certain threshold, mm-hmm. if it passes that threshold, mm-hmm. In my experience, no there's nothing to be done. Yeah. There's nothing to be done. And the best you can do is is maybe actually literally call for a break and say, you know yeah. what, let's table this and, yeah. uh, and talk about this, you know, uh, at another point when we're better
0: better equipped to do so. I think that's, yeah, I think that's yeah. absolutely uh, wonderful because that way you do have time to remove yourself. Maybe take a bio break, maybe get some water, maybe just. Yeah,
1: bio break is going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You
0: could just say, okay, we're going to take five for, take 10.
1: Yeah. Excuse me. I'm. I'm you know, I'm not ready to talk about this this, this for a moment. Um, I'm gonna have a glass of water, uh, and we can we can revisit this, right. or maybe uh, let's talk about this in the next meeting uh, when it's when we have it explicitly aligned in our agenda. Right.
0: Let's yeah. parking lot this conversation. Oh okay. gosh. Yes. As, uh, we like to, as we've heard before. As we've heard. <laughs> um, but anyway, the point here is to really try to remove yourself so that you can come back to the argument, to the conflict with the people involved with some clarity, some mindfulness, and above all, some calm, calm vibes, right? Because otherwise, it's just gonna escalate. And functional ears. Yes.
1: Yeah, being able to sort of... uh, And and it's funny because listening isn't just about um, being heard, right? So listening isn't just an auditory experience. It's also your mind, and your heart have to be open to taking in what the other person is saying. Yeah. Right. Um, you can hear what they're saying and not internalize it. And if that happens, uh, it's a superficial type of listening. Where you know you might even be able to repeat back what that person
0: said. Yeah. But without internalizing.
1: But that, yeah. without internalizing it, that's not listening. Yeah. Uh, listening is truly uh, putting your position on pause in order to understand the motivations, the the sort of the principles behind why that person feels the way they do.
0: Yeah. And I love how you say open your heart too because I think that's where the empathy can come in. Mm. Um, and I think on a related note, to kind of leave our ego out of it because that's, Jeez, that's why yeah. we're upset, right? Absolutely. Because somebody, whether it was a personal attack, an ad hominem or, you know, something, an attack on something that your team is doing or the point is that we took it personally to get upset. Right? If Think about it. I mean, uh, I'm imagining like a Buddhist monk. There's probably nothing you could say to a Buddhist monk that will get the Buddhist monk upset A good angry. one. Yeah, good one. I'm just thinking of the archetype. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or, you know, another, you know, archetype of serenity and a picture of just pure zen and calm that you might have in your mind. Um, a
1: stoic philosopher. Exactly. Perhaps. Marcus
0: Aurelius.
1: Marcus Aurelius. Zeno. I bet he had a nasty temper. I bet he did. Oh. Well, he
0: was but an emperor. I, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: But he, he did a lot of journaling about suppressing it. not suppressing it, but coping with it.
0: Yeah. So I think, you know, just kind of in your mind's eye thinking of the calmest version of you and trying to strive for that in those situations can mm. be really helpful. It's a little bit of a visualization um, exercise. I like that. yeah. And really just trying to separate your ego from the, the situation.
1: I really like that. Basically, uh, creating a... Um, Basically, a, a, Zen, a Zen. I like the, the Zen Buddhist. Yeah, just, uh, just are Zen it. and Buddhism the same thing? Or, or, or is Zen just sort of like a commercialized version of what Buddhism represents? I'm not sure.
0: I'm not really sure, but I often hear Zen and Buddhism together. Yeah.
1: If we have any experts out there, we'd love to hear. Yeah, but common. my point. the point is, I think we all know what we're talking about. Yeah. I, I love assuming that kind of avatar. So you, yeah. you, you create this um,
0: the avatar, the avatar your, in
1: your head yep. and you sort of become it. There's a really good um, uh, cartoon show. Yeah. That uh, cartoon the- show minimizes what it is, trivializes it. Is that the It's an animation. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's really good. The Avatar,
1: the last Airbender. Airbender. They
0: uh, made a live action of it, and it wasn't as good. But
1: yeah. Did we like- watch it together? No. You you watched it. I haven't yeah. seen it. Well,
0: we think. were in different countries okay. at
1: the time. The cartoon's great. Yeah. Um, and this is the early one. I think they've made uh, sort of follow on since. But get the original Nickelodeon. So good. And. Um, in it, you have the, uh, the sort of the avatar who who uh, is intended to be equivalent to like the Dalai Lama, you know, yeah. has been uh, from birth uh, selected. ordained, selected mm-hmm. to be uh, this this um, the calmer of the world, bringing peace to, to conflict. But he really struggles with it early on, and I think because
0: um, he used to grow into it, he's he a to child, grow into it. Yeah,
1: you know? yeah, and I think that that sort of it's a good analogy for all of us. Um, particularly for those of us who work on anger management, uh, we are children when it comes to this still. And it takes a lot of practice and um, focus. Mm -hmm.
0: And mindfulness. And mindfulness. And patience. Yeah. But it's not just anger management. It's anxiety. It's uh, worry. It's all of these things that surface and that can kind of implode, right? Especially in in an argument in a situation where we're not getting our way, um, any kind of frustration we might feel can manifest itself in these kinds of situations that are heated, frustrating, disappointing, the list goes on and on. So I think really being aware of that can help us uh, tackle tackle the issue. Um, The other thing is to really have that open dialogue, I think, because Mm. if you're just going to keep something to yourself and then be passive-aggressive about it, that's the antithesis of problem-solving, right? Yeah, You gotta make this kind of transparent and known and voice uh, the issue and what you take issue with because otherwise, how is is someone gonna know? Um, That's a good
1: point, right? In order to to reach this compromise, you need to first understand um, what, uh, this is similar to listening, but I think it's a little different. You need to understand what, what a compromise looks like, right? Mm-hmm. What, what does the one side want? What does the other side want? Yeah. And so, yes, you need to understand the position, but you also need to actually understand the mechanics of it. Okay. So this this person uh, expects this outcome. I expect this outcome. How do we How do we establish a middle ground? And you can only establish that middle ground and sort of set that framework if uh, you're able to sort of know what pieces to put together.
0: Yeah. And that's when your BATNA comes in, I think. Your Mm. best agreement. Best agreement to a negotiated.
1: Best alternative. Thank you. Best alternative. alternative. You can think of it as your best next alternative. Yeah,
0: your BATNA. Best alternative. I'm a visual person, so I have to spell it out. Best alternative to a negotiated agreement, a BATNA. Mm. And that's essentially like what, uh, this is a term coined by the authors of Getting to Yes. I read it a while ago in college for a communication course. Yeah, I mean, that's where I first Uh. came across it. It's William Urey and then there's the other author. Forgive me, I forget the name right off the bat, but um, I'll put it in the show notes. But that's a term that they surfaced, and um, it's really important because it's like you said, you have to figure out sort of what you're going to compromise, like what you're going to be able to compromise on and what you have to have, like, you know. That's your now, your best alternative to a negotiated agreement.
1: Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting is we've been talking a lot about conflict as a situation where there is a clear discrepancy between what one side wants and the other side wants. What's interesting is it doesn't have to be. Yeah. You know, sometimes and often conflict... The root of conflict is just a miscommunication. Yes. That that in fact you guys were on the same side. Right. That you totally aligned Oh my god. In your thinking. So true. Uh, but that you had miscommunicated one way or another uh, what your position was. So you think you're you know negotiating here when in fact you want the same outcome and there there is no need for compromise yeah. because in fact you guys are you're sort of working toward the same end. Yes. And that reinforces what you're saying about the importance of listening Yeah. because once you start actually listening, you might discover, oh, we're not really fighting here. <laughs> we're well, on the same page. We both just feel passionate about this Yeah. Uh, and didn't articulate it in a way that was clear to the other person. Right.
0: Exactly. Oh, you're so right. I wonder if we can find a statistic to show just how many conflicts are actually just miscommunications. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah.
0: I'm sure it would be quite High, like astoundingly high. Certainly,
1: wars have been fought for less. Oh gosh. Yeah, Don't and, get and you know, the, I think part of that is is um, listening. The other part of that is um, just remaining open. Yeah. Right. Not and and, and, and letting go of your ego because yeah. those are often the things that that inhibit communication. Right. I, I love going back to your bearish communication um, content mm. because I think there's a lot there about. Uh, source of conflict Mm. right miscommunication often is a source of conflict
0: the two-part series right yes i'll link it below yeah yeah Yeah, it's a two-parter
1: it's a great one and um and to the extent that that uh you can ensure that you're you're fully understood you can probably reduce a lot of conflict in your life
0: yeah definitely so having an open mind and being as positive as you can while also remaining calm Mm. and patient right because these things take time it might not be resolved, whatever the conflict is, however great the magnitude is, um, how many people it might affect, or right? Is this just a one-on-one kind of situation? Is it a whole department? Is it an entire institution? I mean, who knows? Um, it's really important to take time and understand that these things might go in phases. And all you can do is get closer and closer to the ultimate, you know, middle ground outcome where everyone benefits.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? Or I, I was going to say... Uh, in, in sort of related to what we're we're talking about, this isn't necessarily a middle ground. It's it's sort of a, a unified ground.
0: Mm, right? I love that. You're right.
1: It's 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 a ground that you both want to stand on. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 a funny thing, and we're we're sort of hardwired to to think that our interests will be at odds with other people's interests. Mm. And the more time you spend mm-hmm. with people, and the more uh I think broad your worldview becomes you realize all of our interests are very interconnected. you open the uh the today's show with with saying that we're all interconnected yeah. I think the more you embrace that, the more you realize we're all on the same team yes you know and and uh we're and this is the case in business too at the end of the day um you know when two two sides of a a, a negotiation mm-hmm. are um you know, meeting—they're meeting because they hope that there will be some kind of mutual benefit. And then, in, in any good business outcome, uh, the sum is greater than than the parts, mm. right? And the only way you can get a sum that's greater than the parts is if there's some kind of synergy where the the togetherness provides more value than just the raw parts. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's beautifully uh, put. I think so. Um... Apropos for what's going on right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny uh, because well, it's not funny at all. Um, it's interesting, but it is interesting. We're we're a channel that talks a lot about uh, being together, and here we are being challenged by a situation where uh, we're told not to be together. Yeah. But just because we're not physically together doesn't mean uh, that we can't act uh, with synchrony, with with unity, uh, and support each other because we are all going through. The same challenge ultimately.
0: We're all interconnected. Yeah. And um, it shows that we're all the same and we're all unified, right? Or at least we should try more and more to be, I think, um, in light of this.
1: Yeah. Do we
0: have something over there? I can't really see. It's far away.
1: Oh, uh, so Yasmin is saying the orange example. One wants the skin, the other wants the inside. Right. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. So for those of you who are not familiar with this um, sort of anecdote. I've never heard this. Allegory. Um, there's an orange. And let's say you want the, like, the meat, the pulp, and, like, the fruit itself because you're going to – you need it for orange juice. Right. And I need the rind because I'm going to make a lemon uh, – an orange poppy cake. I don't know. Is there such a thing? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, if we're arguing about the orange, like, I want the orange. No, I want the orange. Then neither of us will get it or one of us will get it. The other one won't. Right, right. But if right. we explain to each other why we want this orange, let's say I tell Gregory, I actually just want the rind, like all of the rind. Right. And I just want the, and you just want the fruit. Then that's the best possible outcome because you get all of the fruit and I get all of the rind. I love it. If you don't explain what you want and you voice your concerns or your needs, you might just cut the fruit in half.
1: You get a smashed orange. that you get? <laughs> <laughs> no one eats it.
0: Yeah, or you just get half of what you actually right, want, right, and then right, exactly. the rind he'll throw out, and I'll throw out the right. Each,
1: there's fifty percent of waste exactly on each side,
0: but. The ultimate outcome is the one where we're really unified. as totally. we've explained. And-,
1: and, and here's how you get uh, greater than some of the parts there. Okay, yeah. Not only do you guys get the full orange or the full amount that you wanted from the orange, you also get the friendship, Aww. right? The kinship of That's having true. made a, uh, uh, a mature and, uh, you know, reinforcing decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Uh, yeah, great. Thanks, thanks Yasmin. Uh, we always appreciate yeah, uh, enriching, enriching comments. So, yeah, um, something
0: to think about. Something and to think
1: about, and and you know, conflict will be a, a part of our lives, uh, and I don't see that going away anytime soon. But as with most things, you know, the, while we can't avoid them, we can learn how to to deal with them yes. in more effective ways that that equips us to go through life with a little more peace and and. Uh, um, uh, poise.
0: Ah, yes. Yeah. So. All right. That's it for today. That's it. And yeah. we'll be back next week with some new interesting lessons.
1: Yeah, yeah. Done. I'm excited for it. We we have we, we, we normally have a sort of a series of content that we're going to put out and it's been planned way ahead because she's really good at that. Uh, but we thought based on what's going on, uh, we'd release a couple of videos that are going to be very useful sort of as people uh, are um, working conditions that they're not normally used to. So keep your eyes peeled. Uh, They're going to be some good ones, and we look forward to chatting with with you about them.
0: That's right. So have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your day, your evening, your night, your whatever, and we will see you next week. Indeed. Happy exploring.
1: Happy exploring.